0: This podcast is sponsored by Landsberg Aurora, a global packaging company leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing and providing solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution just for you. To learn more, visit www.landsberg.com.
1: LinkedIn presents...
0: Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connor. Today's guest is my friend, Sarah Fuentes, the co-founder and president of Smart Waste and the co-host of Trash Magic Podcast. How are you, Sarah?
1: I'm doing wonderful today. It's an amazing yeah. day. Happy to be here. Thank you, Corey, for having me.
0: I love the polka dots you got going on. You got <laughs> this really cool vibe going on. Anybody who's just listening, I'll try to describe sometimes for the listeners. And you got a really cool podcast mic in front of you, which is awesome. It looks like R2-D2 almost. (laughs) Pretty awesome.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate that. I just have to say that one of my all-time favorite things to wear is dresses. Yeah. So today you got the powerful women vibe. Yeah, definitely.
0: You've earned it. You've done a lot (laughs) in this space. I'm very glad to get to, to meet you down at Waste Expo in New Orleans. And we just hit it off immediately. And so we had to get on each other's podcast right away.
1: Yeah, no, New Orleans was awesome. As I mentioned to you, I'm also the vice chair of Women in Clean Tech and Sustainability. It's wow. a nonprofit organization that supports women and men in the clean tech space. And we do. And it's just amazing to meet people like yourself that are creative and that like to have fun. And that's <laughs> one of my values in life is to have fun. So yeah. Right. Forward to this conversation.
0: Yeah. What's the point of all this if we're not enjoying it while we're doing it, right?
1: Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well said.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about your background. What got you into this kind of trash related business?
1: Yeah. So I actually majored in earlyhood child, devel- child development. Wow. And I worked with special needs children. I've been hit, kick, punch, bit the whole nine yards. <laughs> so wow. some, some like to say I have high tolerance for BS. but I became a professional observer and I learned how to observe professionally. When I became a master teacher, I then trained teachers to become teachers. And so becoming a teacher that trains other teachers, you learn how to observe and give non-bias observations. And so I, I, to fast forward what got me to where I'm at now. I had my son at 29 and I wanted to do something that was a little bit more meaningful. Not that teaching's not meaningful and working with special needs children isn't meaningful, but it's a really challenging career. Yeah. Uh, and financially, you're not paid a living wage. And so it's really hard to yeah. provide for yourself in Silicon Valley with single teacher salary, right? So I entered into the waste recycling industry after I had my son. And prior to that, I was in a financial services and I learned how to make my money grow for me and about the rule of 72 yeah. and the law of compounding interest, which it's a whole nother podcast conversation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll do another one about that. Um, <laughs>
1: and so I learned how to teach. I learned about money and then I love, I'm passionate about the environment and that goes to my culture which is I represent a small minority of Native American and Latino women that are in the clean tech and sustainability space. Mm. And so my passion and love comes from my culture of wanting to preserve our planet, wanting to preserve a natural way of doing things. And so hence me being into the waste recycling industry and feeling like everything that I was learned to do has brought me to this point because now when we're teaching at smart Waste about helping businesses save money and reduce trash and having a more sustainable system, to me, it's like 360. I still get to teach. I still get to help people save money. And then I get to help the environment. Yeah.
0: That seems like a perfect fit for you. I've always been very impressed with the native American mindset of thinking seven to 11 generations out, how our actions will affect the future generations of our family and our world is so important.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's my story in a nutshell of how I got into the waste and recycling industry. I started off as a dispatcher.
0: Oh, cool. (laughs) How was that job? I've always been interested in that. Was it, was it fun? It was
1: cool. Because yeah. you learned a lot. You learned a lot of the fast demands. Like this right. is happening and it's literally a horrible trash problem. Yeah. And literally, it means that there's trash everywhere, or that something's going on and you, it's an emergency. And so you learn a lot about the problems right off the top being in yeah. dispatch. And you learn also customer service on how to manage people that are angry about right. the trash. <laughs>
0: oh, I hear you. Yeah. One of my best friends is a garbage hauler and he tells me stories about people coming out to the curb and saying, why didn't you get my can last week or what, this yep. and that.
1: Oh yeah. It's <laughs> like, you never want calmly. to see anyone angry <laughs> about their trash or about their money at the bank. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Those are the two <laughs> things that like that really like get people over the top.
0: <laughs> Waste removal is a very intimate relationship. It's if you have to hold on to that garbage longer or that recycling longer, it affects your family, you're directly. It does. So, very true. Well, let's talk about Trash Magic, your podcast. What how and why did you start it? Tell us about it. I'm excited.
1: So, so my hostess with the compostess, o- <laughs> and I, we met, and this is an amazing story, we met in a virtual breakout room at the beginning of COVID. Wow. We were desperate to stay connected in our community. And so, as I mentioned, Women in Clean Tech and Sustainability had a virtual event and we used to do these breakout rooms and you do this quick Silicon Valley introduction. And she said, hi, my name's Oakley Jennings-Fast. I'm a chemical engineer and I love trash. And literally, <laughs> I was like, I'm Sarah Fuentes and I'm a waste expert and I love trash too. We become best friends. It's
0: like that Step Brothers movie, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> Just like that, right? I and love so that.
1: we made friends offline. And then one day we were just hanging out offline and talking and chit-chatting. And she did the thing that, you know, we teach people at WCS was when you're in a networking event, you make a connection, you connect with them on LinkedIn and you send up a follow up. To have maybe a coffee or something like that. She did those things, right, to me. And we made friends. And she asked me one day, would you like to start a podcast with me? I like your voice. And I think we could be good at it. And I didn't know what the heck I was doing. (laughs) I'm like a yes person. Like, I'm willing to try anything twice. Yeah. And fail at it miserably. (laughs) (laughs) And so, or find out that it's something fun that I'm actually kind of good at or have fun doing and I'm willing to learn. And so we decided to pursue this trash magic podcast because we wanted to teach the everyday person about the circular economy. And it sounds, circular economy sounds intimidating. And what does that even mean? Right. why do you care about trash and why do you love trash so much? And so, the trash magic came up from, and we rebranded ourselves because our first name of our podcast was "What the hell do I do with this?" <laughs> <laughs> because that was like a common question that people would always ask us: "Is what the hell do I do with this?" Which, business <laughs> right? But then one day we were having a meeting, and she was in a book club, and she was telling me about her book club. And she was telling me a scene in the store in the book. And while she was telling me the scene in the book, I'm taking copious notes And said that this person in the book was a homeless person, and that whenever the homeless person needed something, she would say what she needed, and it was like trash magic, and it would just appear. (laughs) And so this was what she was telling me about the book. And so I wrote down the words "trash magic" while she was talking to me. And so she said, "So I said all this to tell you that I was thinking that we should rename the podcast." (laughs) And I said to "trash magic," and she was like, "Yeah." (laughs) perfect i love it and we were just redoing our logo uh, and we called our graphic designer and had him change the name and so it it was trash magic ever since and trash magic is really this magical experience that you get around material and trash whether it's people it could be someone or people that are discarded even uh, that are discarded a mindset it's so this trash magic thought process is this magic that comes around trash mm-hmm. you and I met because of trash magic and I agree yeah. and if it wasn't for us being at that networking and wanting to network with people that are in waste <laughs> yeah. right like
0: yeah Terrell and Mikey and I walk in there and we immediately I just sat next to you and yeah. it was just like oh well this How did this happen? Like you said, it's trash magic.
1: It's just magic. Well,
0: that's awesome. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about what you would talk about in your podcast. So who's an example other than maybe somebody like me that you would interview?
1: Yeah, so we love interviewing an everyday person that's doing something for the waste industry and also somebody that's at a CEO level. We also talk to materials. So like if you manage a particular material, and let's just use rubber as an example, and then you obviously focus on packaging. And so there's so many different types of material in the world. And us as consumers, we want to talk about these materials, help you understand how they're made, where mm-hmm. they come from. And that's where Oakley comes in as a chemical engineer understanding the beginning of life and how these things are made and what it takes to source these materials. And then myself as a waste expert that's been in the industry that understands what happens if we don't have a buyer and we don't have a downstream for these materials, ultimately it's going to get landfilled, And then the effects of that on the environment, right? Right. And so we want to be, able, and our platform is open, not just for the industry people. We just interviewed a high school student that is doing amazing things in Washington. Hmm. And so we want to be able to spread the love, not just industry people, but people that are passionate about trash, passionate about making an impact on the economy and the circular economy. And we want to share those stories out right. there. So
0: I love that we'll keep up the good work and we'll keep we'll keep spreading the message about what can be recycled, what we should pivot to instead of this try this material and connect with this person. I did a tour of a Murph recently and they didn't even know that you could recycle soft plastics yeah thought, wow this is this state hasn't focused on this concept of these things are actually recyclable now. It's a unique thing to think about, but it's the stuff that you and I care about, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I know that Murph tour looked fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It was kind of like a wah, wah, just kind of less than exciting. The people that worked there were very kind and very nice. And uh, they did what they were doing the best that they could with what they had. Yeah. And I think this, the resources that we need to provide people that are in our industry are greater than what they have. I so that was the lesson I got.
1: I have two lessons about infrastructure, which is infrastructure it lies heavily in who we vote into, government jobs. Yeah. So, you know, that's something for us industry people to think about when our next voting comes and where we live what those people's perspectives are on and that was another cool thing that we had the opportunity to (laughs) meet fellow state people and assembly people at this mixer yep Uh, once again making connections with people like that make big impactful decisions in our communities that's critical and that's another thing that I want to advocate for, which is every citizen can make an impact on their direct environment by voting the right person that's going to support your value system around the environment. And it does take a little bit of research sometimes, but...
0: Yeah. And how do we find out? That's such a great point. How do we find out what they really think? And are they just reading a list of talking points from their management or whatever? Like you said, we got to get to the bottom of this and say, okay, do these people really care about the environment?
1: I mean, Fiona and I think the other lady that was there, one of the things that I know to be true is that they hold similar value systems to myself because they support some of the caregivers unions. And and it's a caregivers union, SEIU uh, 2015. And yeah. I mean, that's a really big union in California and being a caregiver myself of taking care of a family member that's special needs and advocating. You see people that are part of the assembly members that are part of these organizations or that support them mm-hmm. the people that I rally behind.
0: Yeah. Well, and you find out quickly it, how legitimate they are yes yeah. you're right it was so great to meet them you just got this great feeling from them
1: Sheena, and just, yeah just
0: yeah yeah they were both amazing and really fe- found out some of the challenges that they have to deal with as yeah. representatives for the state yeah no. well let's talk about your other business that you're that you're in charge of or co-founder and president of smart waste let's talk about that can you tell us what that is
1: Sure. So Smart Waste is a startup, we founded in 2020 in August, and we focused on waste technologies, waste infrastructure, and zero waste facilitation. Our core values are transparency, circularity, and people. Being in the industry over a a decade, I I learned that a lot of people didn't necessarily trust the garbage industry. (laughs) (laughs) And there was lots of red lines and things that maybe weren't necessarily directly shared with the commercial sector. And smart waste were also R2V3 certified. And what that means is that we have an EPA standard where we recycle responsibly and we have to uphold and report what happens to material in the downstream for specialized materials such as universal waste or electronic waste. great. These tend to be materials that are highly coveted, very much expensive in terms of sourcing the material from the metals to the precious metals, to the circuit boards, to the glass, to the mercury, (laughs)
0: okay? Yeah, wow.
1: So think about mining and making all this type of material. So our focus around being R2V3 and also being a zero-waste facilitation company is that a commercial sector or public sector, maybe they are already doing a decent job diverting material from the landfill. Mm. They're like 65, but they know that the state's mandates is 75 in California. Or maybe they just want to be a sustainability leader and they want to be at ISO fourteen hundred and one, and they want to lead by example and set the standard, okay? Well, then they would work with the company like Smart Waste because then we would also go in and do an internal audit to verify what's happening to their material with the vendors that they're already using. Okay. Right. And we're not there to say, hey, don't use these guys. We're there to advocate for the vendors that are there too and verify right. that they're doing the right thing and highlight that they're doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. It, nobody wants to toot their own horn because <laughs> then you're like like bragging and you're right. seated, right? So when you work with the third party that's actually validating what you're doing and investigating it, and from this, once again, I come from this observation background, remember as I started the conversation, right? right? Where I come in from a non-biased, level, neutral place, okay, <sighs> where I'm just there looking for the information. And my my goal and my loyalty goes to our core values that I mentioned, which is transparency, circularity, and then to the people. So I'm there to be transparent to what I find, to the yeah. vendor and to the customer.
0: <laughs> Both, because yeah.
1: I might be doing business with the vendor at another location, Right. right. So once again, if I find something, I got it, I'm going to tell the vendor whether you like it or not. Same thing <laughs> with the customer. Hey, guess what? You thought you were doing a good job, but we found out that you're doing an average job. Right. <laughs> you're an average Joe. Like.
0: And when you say a vendor, that would be somebody that would maybe pick up a certain material from your or a customer,
1: recycler, or a okay. recycler or a hauler. It could be a donation company. It right. could be a manufacturing company that has an internal recycling program because there's those oh, yeah. out there. Well, pallets is a good one as an example because manufacturing yeah. manufacturers of pallets oftentimes have a return program, right? Right. So similar to programs like that. We'll find out about these amazing types of programs and share them with our other customers because we're about the circular economy and we want to create that community. Even if smart waste doesn't directly benefit financially, know that our customers are saving money yeah, and we're bringing value to them that way by being the connector the information gatherer and sharing with them the policies or sharing with them best practices hmm. that maybe other companies know but just don't have the bandwidth to go and share because right. that's not their focus right
0: right yeah and that's so that's an amazing point to all of this is we need to share what we know and teach our lessons. Yeah, very important aspect. Well, let's talk a little bit about some specifics. I, I've got a couple questions here. So how can companies improve their sustainability? What's something that you look at first? What's a, a easy win for people?
1: I think an easy win is if I was talking to like a facilities director an easy win would just to do a quarterly checkup, like a quarterly audit of how they're doing and if they even have a good waste system, meaning like a good waste receptacle in their yeah. lunchroom. And if they have proper signage, just because I feel like that the day-to-day at an operation, it adds up fast at the end of the week. Yeah. And you're generating anywhere from depending on how many people you have in your building could be from four yards a week to 40. (laughs) Right. And so it's from the
0: employees, it's from the staff. Yeah.
1: It's from the staff, depending on what type of business you have. And Mm. those types of errors of contamination build up fast. Yeah, I would just say that how a company could be more sustainable is to first want to do an assessment of where they're at right there and acknowledge the good that they're doing because that's important. And then acknowledge what areas they can do to improve and just pick one, one thing. I'm not saying 20, just one. Right. Thing that they know that they could do.
0: Yeah, well said. Do you usually encourage them, your customer, to have a few employees that are kind of in charge of this project or help maintain the system?
1: So the bigger the business it is, okay, it is almost imperative that we get in a sustainability committee, the green team, because some organizations already have these internal green team waste champions okay yeah. and so it's imperative to get involved with them and provide them the resources that they need to do the their initiatives and then support those initiatives that they already have and then yeah. add in ideas that they can layer on because it's so much more impactful when you are a part of a team and you have that energy and that synergy to, to create that everlasting impact within that culture of that company. Because mm-hmm. every company has a culture and mm-hmm. it's established by the leadership. And now, with these ESG goals, right. okay, it's going to hit these CEOs and executives' pockets <laughs> yep. when these ESG goals are going to be tied to their bonuses.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All of a sudden you're they're financially motivated to be Correct. aware of what waste are creating. That's that's an exciting part of all of this. Yeah, well said. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing I'd like to know maybe a trend in packaging or something that that you're seeing that's exciting to you that will be easier so, to deal with.
1: So two things, okay? Yeah. I am excited to see In packaging, and many of us may have seen it in 2022, 2023, when the PS5 came out. The those of us that are privileged to have one of those things.
0: (laughs) A small amount, right? (laughs) A limited number, right?
1: Their packaging, I observed the whole thing, right? And everything in that was recyclable with the exception of about three films. Three small films that they had,
0: okay. little protective surface covers. You're they, right.
1: Yeah. They had like a couple film products in there, but everything else from the design was cardboard. OCC.
0: Okay. Wow, great.
1: Even the even a percentage of the actual unit was made from post-consumer plastics.
0: Okay. Wow,
1: that's and impressive. When you work with companies like that manufacturer that make initiatives to say, we want to break free from plastic and we're going to stop buying single use plastic. That initiative came from the leadership then trickled down to the offices, then trickled down to their manufacturing. And now we see the results of that in these products that we're seeing. Okay. So to me, That was like a big thing. Seeing a leader like that, that touches every level of human being from our kids to ourselves. (laughs) Right. So I would say that's one thing that I like to see in manufacturing and trending with these companies that are making these conscious decisions and seeing that their consumers are willing to wait and willing to support them. Yeah. And then I another trend that I'm seeing is I've seen a couple new innovations around pill bottles for the older generation and I love senior people that are mature in life. You learn a lot from them. Wisdom, um, right. Yeah, wisdom for sure they sometimes struggle with arthritis and getting the caps off these pill bottles because then sometimes they're on medication. So I seen this new pill box and it's oh. made out of cardboard. And, and I thought that was a really cool invention just because it shifts away of this way of thinking of, we well, you can only use plastic for these types of right. And right.
0: Because this is how we've always done it. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah.
1: And it's still sanitary. It still meets all these health and safety requirements. Mm-hmm. And so seeing that to me was really awesome because cardboard will break down. It, even yeah. if it's in the landfill, somehow if it ends up in the landfill, it's not going to be as detrimental as having this plastic bottle for pills. Yeah. That's They fill only a quarter of the way. <laughs>
0: That's the worst, right? When it, there's almost nothing in it, it's like a week sub, subscription or prescription. Yeah, yeah, very frustrating. Yeah. Well, this has been really great, Sarah. Thank you so much. Can you tell everybody how to get in touch with you and your companies?
1: Sure. So, if you're interested in smart waste and you want to learn and help your business get to zero waste, or for whatever reason you got out of compliance or you want to get ISO certified, reach out to us at info at smartwasteusa.com. And if you're interested in Trash Magic and you maybe want to share a story or talk to us about Trash Magic and any materials that you want to share and highlight, you can reach out to us on Trash Magic Podcast at gmail.com. And if you're also interested in supporting our nonprofit organization, Women in Clean Tech and Sustainability, we're an international organization, so tap in. It's Women in Clean Tech and You can always find me on LinkedIn, Sarah Eve Fuentes, and Smart Waste Inc. Thanks Excellent.
0: I'll put those in the show notes so people can click on them if they're listening. Yeah, Thank you so much, Sarah. This has been awesome. I'll yeah. we'll have to do this again and check in on you in six months yeah, or a year.
1: Yeah, let's do it. And, I'll, and maybe we could do one live when I come up to Portland. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I love that. Well, thanks right. again. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Landsberg Aurora, for sponsoring this podcast. And if you're listening, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And stay tuned for more. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by SpecRite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve. The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive, Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.